in New York City, number one city in the world, the hottest city in the eh. world. If you're listening to this, uh, or you're listening to this, and you thought that your city was hotter than New York City last week, um, that's literally not true. It's impossible. Um, I don't. If you're specifically living in Portland, Oregon, and you're <laughs> saying, "Oh, it's hotter than New York," you're wrong. Liars. New York is the hottest city um, in every respect. It's the coolest city in every respect, except temperature. And uh, you got to be a real one to live here. Isn't that right, man? Um, that's completely wrong. New York's a trash city, and it sucks ass. Exactly. Uh, that's see. This is what this is the weak mindset of a non-New Yorker. I've been a native New Yorker since 2015, and um, yeah, some people can't hang. Um, I gotta say, I mean, it has been kind of hot, and it's been annoying, but people here are such bitches, dude. It's like 91 not. degrees, and people are freaking the fuck out. Dude, come on. No one's freaking out. People are freaking out. People are like, I'm melting. Yeah, it's no fine. one. It's yeah, fine. those are non-native New Yorkers. As a, not, as a native New Yorker, um, uh, the gas is out in my entire apartment for the foreseeable future, <laughs> and I'm just vibing. Um, and also uh, organizing an, an insurgency against my landlord. So is being a native New Yorker, it just quantifies that you have to tolerate just like sub- substandard living situations yeah, for yes. prolonged periods yes. of time. <laughs> and then you, and the, the major reward and benefit is you get to lord it over pretty much everyone else in the country. The rest, the other 342 million uh, New Yorkers, or rather Americans, who aren't New Yorkers. Yeah, I mean, it, I, th- I, suck your, I thought there was a, thought a lot of people left New York in the last year. but Yeah, those were the pussies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you shake the tree and the ripe fruit falls. Isn't that right, Ray? Ray hasn't left. Producer yeah. Ray is here. He he might get on like later, but probably not. Well, um, as yeah, always, we our big yeah, big show. Our uh, <laughs> and we're not. I swear, we're not going to talk about New York the whole time. No, what is won't. our podcast normally about, John? Oh, yeah, are we still doing this? Yeah, okay. So this is the future is out. Well, we talk about it's like a futurist podcast. It's like futurism, but about how the future is um, bad under our current regime and how it would be better. Um, if we did things a little differently. Um, so a lot of things are futuristic, flying cars, technology, the internet. So we talk about those things um, and look about the ways in which um, they suck and could be better. Um, yeah. Surprisingly, we haven't talked about sex robots at all. We yet. have definitely talked about sex robots. See, this would be a great Enough. time if we had an actual <laughs> producer who wasn't a Labrador. They could like go in and splice in all the times we've said the word "sex robot" just at least five times, probably, t- probably five times as many as that. Uh, there's pros and cons of having a Labrador retriever as your producer. I I think that well, we don't have to pay him, so that's cool. Um, and but he also rips all of our audio equipment equipment off the fucking desk like every every time. Um, no. But uh, so stay tuned for that. But yeah, um, so that's what our podcast's about. We're gonna talk about uh, several things today. Sh- shall we get into it? Yeah. Why wait no longer? All right. So first thing is in memoriam 
um, one of the longtime sponsors of our show, actually. <laughs> um, so uh, if there's any service disruptions going forward, that's why. John McAfee. Uh, John McAfee died in a Spanish prison cell last week. Um, Who's John McAfee? So, well, yes. Thank you so much for asking that. <laughs> John McAfee, um, the uh, father of McAfee antivirus software, which you may have on your computer right now, um, and is responsible for countless pop-ups and annoying shit that you just immediately exit out without looking at. Um, yeah, but... That's John McAfee. He was like a, a multimillionaire early Silicon Valley dude who, yes, basically created the concept of um, antivirus software um, and was extremely successful in doing so. McAfee, which he split with, which was his namesake company, was eventually like sold to Intel for like $6 billion, something right. like that. Um, so a bit of a, you know, a bit of a, a, a swing and dick for sure. And... Um, he's had a bit of a, a, an insane life to say the least. And, uh, yeah, he recently, uh, offed himself in a Spanish prison cell or that's what we're meant to believe. Um, but, uh, yeah, as a, as a sort of internet guy, as a tech Silicon Valley guy, I mean, he is like, it's effectively like the Chad Mac, uh, John McAfee to the Virgin Elon Musk, I think is the best <laughs> way of thinking about it. That's funny. Um, yeah, so he killed himself, but he had a crazy life and then he clearly tried, he was like, I guess like the crux Killed of this. himself in a Spanish prison, right? In a Spanish yeah. prison, yeah. Which, if you're going to kill yourself, might as well be in a Spanish prison. <laughs> um, yeah, so he did that, potentially. Or he, was, he was like, he was getting extradited to the U.S.? Was that like Right, the idea? so let's like, yeah, maybe we can like go, sort of go backwards. Like yeah. He, who, who was John McAfee, arc <laughs> libertarian, like total, just like a genuine weirdo, which is, on, it's like in, in an endearing way, because he's like truly a fucking weirdo. Um, even though he's like a libertarian sex criminal and murderer, definitely um, some we'll like psycho, into. like some some mental illness shit going yes. on. Well, and okay, drug so we're, I think we'll fueled paranoia. One hundred percent. We'll go through this a little bit. I would love to do this like a little bit of like play the hits of John McAfee's For life. Sure. Tell me. Um, tell but basically, me, give me yeah, the, he give was me rundown. He fled the United States in 2020, um, in the middle of his 20 of his presidential campaign, which he did not suspend. He continued to do it um, from international waters um, and or Venezuela and then eventually Cuba, um, which made a lot of his libertarian friends mad um, because they don't like Cuba as the only existing communist regime in the Western hemisphere. But, uh, and he defended it, but um, yeah. So he fled the United States on charges of tax evasion, which were like absolutely legit because he has, gone on record as saying that taxation is illegal which is a hilarious at least thing he to sticks say. to his guns he's like you know, he's a real <laughs> deal holy field fucking libertarian like a lot of libertarians no, are like no, Ron, 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 Ron weed. like yeah. no, ta- ooh, no taxation he's like i've married multiple child prostitutes <laughs> and i have killed people and like uh yeah recognize no borders yeah yeah folks uh, this isn't your gary johnson libertarian over everything here. i just said <laughs> is true um in any case so yeah so he was so he was arrested in Spain on these U.S. tax evasion charges. Um, right after his extradition cleared um, in Spain, he killed himself. Um, but he was recently saying, like, oh, I'll never kill myself. If I kill myself in prison, like, I got epstein basically. He has a tattoo. He got a literal extent. tattoo saying it was a money sign and then the word whacked, which I don't understand what the money sign meant. But Yeah, probably drugs, coke. Maybe, yeah, coke. Yeah, he did love, love him some 
some some booger sugar um but <laughs> yeah so he did that but it's also like if if you really know the first thing about this dude it's like he is the type of guy who would like tell everyone he would never kill himself in prison and then be in prison and be like i'm just gonna kill myself i mean he was 75 <laughs> so he like he he pretty much at the end of his robe in any case yeah he was about to get extradited probably killed himself or got or hillary clinton sent her shooters after him <laughs> um We'll see. Who knows? But yeah, he's had a crazy life. So I mean, just some details, like uh, some some hits. He was he's like British American because he was born to like a a world like a an American serviceman uh-huh. stationed in Britain um, after World War Two or perhaps during. Um, his dad was like an abusive alcoholic who beat the shit out of him and then blew his own brains out <laughs> when uh, McAfee was like fifteen. Right. After which he just like got super into drugs and alcohol as one does. Um, but it was like clearly like a genius, like an, an amazingly intelligent person, like by any metric. Um, and so, uh, he like got into math, started doing a PhD at some school in Louisiana in the late sixties of mathematics PhD, mm-hmm. which was, uh, interrupted. And he was like evicted from his PhD program because he was fucking, um, one of his undergraduates that he was mm-hmm. supposedly teaching. Um, this is a major theme, um, in the John McAfee story is like fucking children and young people, um, sexually. Um, (laughs) but, uh, but in a sort of redemption arc, like he actually married this woman. So it wasn't just like a, like a sort of pump and dump situation. Like he he married her, (laughs) became his first wife, spoiler alert, not his last. Um, also a theme. It would seem also a theme. (laughs) So yeah. And anyway, so he like went into, he was like an early Silicon Valley guy doing a ton of drugs he had like some early, uh, you know, like this and that in Silicon Valley, um, and it was while he was working actually for Lockheed Martin, the weapons contract, the what you know, the defense organization, the gun, the gun runners, um, that he encountered the first like computer virus on a floppy disk. Okay. Um, and it was something. It was called like a the Pakistan virus. Something um, like Pakistan brain or something. Yeah, Pakistan brain virus. Yes, correct, Mac, and. Um, it was, uh, you know, the first instance of a virus that at least that he had come across, um, which is like a piece of code that replicates itself automatically and that any computer that was infected, any floppy disk that went into that computer would receive the virus and then give the virus to any other computer and, you know, viruses. Um, so he was like, Ooh, interesting. So that's where he developed the concept of antivirus and he was able to do that parlay that into his company which became like his thing um obviously the reason that we're talking about him today interestingly like as an aside too it's he like gave away the software for free um and then like later on started charging licenses for it i think right and which was funny because like that wasn't novel but it was like somewhat new in tech and like so many of the early like 90s kind of dot-com things did similar shit in a way like sort of replicating the virus model true exactly exactly. by being like i'm just gonna get my shit on all of these computers and then like the moment it's it is i'll just start then i'll start ringing people well apparently like he this was in the guardian obituary i read but like he in college like was like selling um i think he sold like some sort of like publication Mm -hmm. but would give it to people for free but then would make money off of like postage for subscriptions and like was just like kind Classic of grafting people. Entrepreneur <laughs> mindset. Yeah. I mean, very libertarian. So yeah. Um, so we did that. 
Um, interestingly, and then he like he split up with McAfee. He hates them now, or I mean, he's dead. But he um, like he? had a major rift and left the company. Tried to sue them and to stop use, stopping using his name, but they like succeeded in, in retaining the name. Mm-hmm. Um, he like put out a YouTube video saying like you should never use McAfee software. It's and here's how you can uninstall it from your computer. <laughs> um, because he's like fuck McAfee, which is hilarious, and it's actually also sort of like sort of poetic because it's like this is this clearly like troubled and like <laughs> really like interesting and just like fucked up guy who's like never really probably been at like true peace because he's just like this globe trotting drug addict weirdo, and he is like literally probably involved in like a a, a legal suit that's called McAfee versus McAfee. That's uh, so it's so extremely <laughs> poetic and schizophrenic. Anyway. So, yeah, he did a bunch of shit. He was, like, doing a ton of drugs throughout most of the latter half of the 20th century. Um, in 2012, <laughs> or no, in 20... 20- I love how there's, like, I love a character arc where there's a certain amount of time you could just gloss yeah, over drugs, lots of drugs. Drug time. And, but he was also productive. Like, he wasn't sure. a junk Like, he was a junkie, but he was also, like, working for ton, starting yeah. companies, doing all the Silicon Valley shit. Um, then he moved to Belize in 2008 um, in order to start a thing about a... Uh, he wanted to generate an herbal antibiotic using a sort of um, this process that disrupts quorum sensing. Quorum sensing is what is how individual bacterial cells communicate with each other. Okay. So the notion is you would disrupt that communication, thereby preventing bacteria from being able to spread. Interesting. Um, and he moved to Belize to do this because there's amazing biodiversity in Central America and Central American rainforests that provides like a lot of this like novel genetic and bio biological material that they can like sort of riff with in the lab to create the shit anyway very shortly after he moved down there like his chief scientist that he was working with quit because he's a he's a psycho um and just over weird weird shit um and then the belizean police raided his lab and accused him of making meth which he attributed to his refusal to pay a bribe to some politician right very possible um he apparently he was also like during that somewhere in that same time period because there was like lots of like gang activity and like turf war shit in belize apparently he had like his own sort of private security force and was like arming them to the t with like guns and was like having like essentially turf wars with like these competing right what was that one thing that you were telling me about like yeah well he would like i remember i was reading that like his neighbors got really mad at him and Spoiler alert, his neighbor Gregory Fall, who I will mention again in a second, like, hated him and apparently allegedly tried to poison one of his dogs with a poison tortilla. Because um, <laughs> his dogs were apparently, like, ill-behaved and his security guards were, like, shine their flashlights in people's faces and, like, bother people. Um, so his neighbor hated him. And uh, put a pin in that because that's going to come back yeah. in about... Yeah, ninety seconds. Can I read a quick quote? Yeah, from yeah, yeah. This is it. just so. There's so many, there's so much so color. Many. We could do like three episodes on this on this dude. But, but yeah. here's uh, this is from uh, the Guardian around that time when he was in Belize. So fearing quote fearing gangsters, uh, he began arming his own security force made up largely of criminals. When one local gangster, <laughs> David Middleton, supposedly threatened him, he made a pact with another. Middleton was then found tortured and eventually died, but no one was ever charged. By 2012. Um, McAfee was playing out Conrad's Heart of Darkness, controlling the town, even ordering locals off the street for curfew. Yeah, so he basically became, like, Mr. Kurtz 
from Apocalypse <laughs> And also had a yeah. harem. And had a harem of, of women, including his eventual spouse, who was a 16-year-old child prostitute from Belize that he married. Although, it should be said that uh, as the official story is that she didn't tell him how old he, she was until after like they had fallen in love. Right. Um, and then she was like, hey, I'm 16. And he was like, damn. Okay, I thought we'll you just, were 25. Yeah, we'll just keep doing this. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. He had a harem of women, including his 16-year-old child prostitute bride in Belize. Um, and So, everything was going relatively swimmingly. Private <laughs> army as well. Um, but then, apparently, his neighbor, Gregory, who I just mentioned, um, was found just, like, with his his just like wig split just brains blown out in his fucking house by his his landlady or his his housekeeper um and instantly um john mcafee just like fled the country and went into hiding which is like extremely normal behavior for when you didn't kill someone yeah is to just flee the country um and this is really funny i'm from a bbc article that i was reading about this so um Um, yeah, so, uh, after his neighbor turned up dead, he, like, you know, the police, like, wanted to question him because he's his neighbor, and there was, like, a public, like, long-standing feud between the two to the extent that, like, he tried to kill his dogs, probably. Um, the other guy did. Um, he had, like, ten dogs or something, too. Yeah, he was, like, doing a Glenn Greenwald thing. Honestly, (laughs) like, him and Glenn Greenwald have a lot of similarities. Like, Americans (laughs) who just decamp to South America and bother people and fucking, uh, who are, like, undeniably geniuses but are also just, like, horrible and stupid (laughs) and have a ton of dogs. Anyway, um... (laughs) <laughs> so yeah so he killed his neighbor probably um he, look at this is him mac oh wow he's feeding a parrot also like uh, that with that other he guy looks the like john a middleton dude lots of like whiteies sorry like white expats fighting each other in yeah Belize. gringos loved getting like moving to south america and then getting pissed at each other um for some stupid shit um in any case so yeah he killed his neighbor maybe and then when the police came to question him this is reading um from the bbc quote mcafee told the publication he had seen the officers approaching and had hidden in the sand of his property, putting a cardboard <laughs> box over his head. So he literally did, end quote, he literally did, um, like, Metal Gear Solid, Solid Snake-style evasion techniques. Like, he was, like, hiding in a cardboard box while the Belizean, which is, like, the Belizean police have to be just, like, literally the Three Stooges. You know what I mean? Or they're, like, in a video game when, like, you can, like, you know, you, like, throw a rock at a security guard or, like, kill us kill one of the guards and then you just go hide in a corner for like 25 seconds and they just like forget and start i guess pro- i guess everything's yeah. fine so like, hey who is that and then they just like look and then they're like okay i'll just keep patrolling the hallway <laughs> so that's apparently belize is like governed by people from uh, like video game npcs um which is cool good to know also the only country in, in latin america whose native and official language is english really you know that what is that? Because there's so many English-speaking people. No, there, it's or like, like they just... were of some type of weird British, like Erzats, British colony. Interesting. But Belize is like officially like an Anglophone country. Whoa, weird. Weird, right? Anyway, so yeah, so that happened. He then like wore a bunch of makeup, left the country, was like being trailed by a Vice reporter who was like John McAfee on the run. Uh-huh. Um, story. Uh, they went. They crossed the border illegally into Guatemala, and then the reporter. Sn- inadvertently snitched on him by uploading a pic that had the exif data i.e like all of the like geotagging information that is on photographs that are taken on like digital 
devices these days. Right. Um, so they found out that he was in Guatemala illegally. He was arrested. While in prison, he faked a heart attack in order to, like, prevent his extradition from Bel- to Belize. Um, and in the meantime, his, like, lawyer arranged for him to get flown to Florida. So he spent 10 days in Guatemala prison um, and then just bounced and got to Florida. Annoyingly, so, not the only time that Vice has burned a source. I'm that sure they're exact doing that on the thing. absolute it's regular. Like, yeah. That's, like, that amazing Onion article that really funny, or, like, that headline about, like, like Vice editor, like stricken vice editor remembers like reporter he sent to infiltrate drug gang six years ago <laughs> right <laughs> for oh, sure fuck. Um, <laughs> anyway um so yeah vice another knock against them they they did they did our man's dirty um uh so yeah and then he was in the u.s for a while he married another prostitute in miami um who solicited him and they had sex in miami and then he married her and moved to oregon and then he had like several uh runs at the at the presidency um under the libertarian ticket um and also well no right because it was partially libertarian but he also ran for his own cyber party oh i didn't know that yeah um and so yeah so he was doing that for a while in between running for president in 2016 and 2020 he um he did say that in july of the price of Bitcoin would jump to $500,000 within three years and saying, if not, I will eat my own dick on national television. <laughs> um, I don't know if you've been looking at the, if you've been like keeping a, an eye on the ticker, but I think Bitcoin peaked at an all time high of like 64,000 yeah. the other, like a couple months ago. Um, and to my knowledge, he did never did eat his dick on maybe, TV. Maybe this is um, why he killed himself. He just maybe. Couldn't, yeah. Couldn't deal with um, it. And yeah, so, so like, yeah, so basically, yeah, that's, we're pretty much up to date. So he ran for president twice unsuccessfully and then like fled, ex- fled tax evasion charges and killed himself in, in prison. A few other quick tidbits. He claimed to have 47 genetic children. And I want to read from like the top line of his Wikipedia article, which I just think rocks quote. His personal and business interests include smartphone apps, cryptocurrency, yoga, light sport (laughs) aircraft, and recreational drug use. You love it. Um, Amazing. Like, you know what? King. I Um, feel like one of these, like, so many photos, too. Like, one of these photos has to be on our our, um, our beginning. Uh, I mean, definitely, like, what's what's your, like, looking back on it and his life and, like, what's your take? Because, like, definitely a lot of, like schizo potential shit lots of drugs lots of like but then also like with all that and you know i feel like we need uh, he's a he's a terrible person but we need interesting shit you know i agree and i think a i have a major sympathy for anyone who's like a self-made man you know what i mean because so few of those really exist like everyone styles themselves that way but like most of them had like a loan from daddy at some point he was like genuine like had like an alcoholic abusive father who blew his brains out when he right. when he was fif- when McAfee was 15 and just sort of like on the force of his own genius and like insanity like became a multimillionaire which is like not something you should strive to or like is necessarily an indicator of any type of moral worth um in fact probably the opposite but like all right you did it like yeah you know cred like credit where credit's due 
Um, he was like definitely like a weird sex criminal and like <laughs> had. I mean, there's so much more that we didn't even go in close into going including, into, including his scat interest. Right. He's also like big into poop and shit play and scat. Um, which you know, yeah, we don't kink shame on this podcast except for that. <laughs> That's the one kink we do shame. Um, just a freak. But this is my thing. Like anyone who's like a genuine freak. Like I, I will. Like for instance, for me libertarianism like i don't rock with at all i think it's pretty dumb i think it excuses a lot of bad behavior and is like kind of ridiculous it's my personal belief but like if you're like a genuine freak and you live the libertarian lifestyle of like globe trotting illegally around the world right. and like having child brides and guns <laughs> there's like a lot of gun shit too that we didn't even talk about i'm like all right like at least you're like you're walking the walk yeah he, so did, the, he did the real the real thing you <laughs> he's know? a real like, ass dude you know and then he fucking killed himself in spanish prison which is like he's like a bob dylan character or something like, <laughs> yeah pretty great like, there's gonna be some some folk songs written ballads written about we should yeah McAfee that's a great back. idea the mcafee uh the mcafee song yeah, yeah i need to write a 10 minute folk <laughs> song about john mcafee that's a great idea um, well, yeah, he's a freak and uh, probably a bad guy by most like common mor- 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 moral codes. But like, I don't know, dude. I take him over Bezos any day. But you think he did kill himself, though? I think he did. Yeah. Me too. All right. Case closed. Case closed. <laughs> what else do we have to talk about today, Max? <laughs> um, okay, so we talked about this last week a little bit. Um, so we should follow up. But we were briefly mentioning, oh, right. um, you know, about like UFOs and about whether or not it's like legit. You were saying it might be a psyop. I was saying that I'm just grasping for any fleeting hope of extraterrestrial life because it makes my life have meaning because there's Definitely. like something out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, um, <coughs> a week ago, the Department of Defense released their nine-page report on basically detailing what they have that's non-classified on like all the the things that people have been talking about recently with like unidentified objects um UAPs. And, yeah That's they call the them new uaps term. um so WAPs, if you will yeah <laughs> yeah y- we're gonna talk wops. about we're gonna talk about wap wops. wops mac you can't say that dude what is oh right yeah, yeah. that's fucked up bro. beep <laughs> beep i can say wop though um anyway but my, yeah. my ancestors are from sicily anyway go ahead yeah but no i mean um <laughs> But yeah, it was interesting because like this was weirdly enough, this was part of like the COVID relief package um, that Trump specifically like kind of put in there as like a little like addendum that like they had like the DOD had to release what they had. Um, so the top line is, um, sorry, I just need to make sure. I no, you're, you're good. Um, I, I didn't actually read this, so I'm gonna rely on you for the for the hard data because I and my my. Uh, Here's my prediction, having not read this. There's n- no bombshells. You would be sort of right. So <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, just go over, I'll just go over what there is because, yeah, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see it. About it. But basically, um, they said that there, between 2004 and 2021, there were 144 cases of unidentified aerial phenomena, as they called it, and only one of them they were able to, like, rule out, which was, like, they said it was a deflated balloon. The rest... Um, they say there's no explanation for it to the best of their knowledge. A couple of details they set because like a lot of people have been saying maybe it was just like sensor error. Like it's just like, like malfunctioning equipment. Their analysis was that like, because there was like many different sources from where this, like these came from, it was like people's testimonial and sensors and stuff. They're pretty, pretty confident. This is like a physical real thing. 
right? So yeah, they um, they had an idea that it was like pretty much like physical objects. Um, they also um, said that there could be like some certain things could be ruled out by like maybe some technical glitches or errors, but they're pretty pretty confident. Well, not even ruled out, right? It's just like it could have been a glitch, right? Right. Okay. right. Um, but yeah, but they another one of the more like I guess consequential things is that for most of these, they said that there's no evidence um, that they're like foreign objects or like foreign foreign government objects or U.S. military objects. Um, so they leave that ambiguous of what yeah. they don't make a so call. They're effectively it is. saying like. As far as we know, this is literally aliens or interdimensional. They never, beings. they never say the word alien or no, extraterrestrial. Of they don't. But like, but that's the only, if they're like, it's nothing. It's not a foreign government, and it's not ours. Therefore, it's definitionally. Well, they do say they, there's some things they say it could, could be. be. Like they say it could thing. be like um, birds. Um, <laughs> 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 for real, they do. Birds say, do. We they do, do not s- know enough about birds. They do say it could be birds. They do say it could be like. Um, weird weather things that trip up like sort that look weird and trip up sort of like different tech that they have. There's a couple of explanations and then they have other, which would include aliens. Um, but, um, and then the last thing is that they have like some of the more, like there's some videos out there of like, um, craft kind of like going from like super fast to just disappearing or going into the water and stuff. And they said those more drastic, things they kind of um said were more likely to be glitches or errors but they did say um you know most a lot of the the things that have been like reported on with that have videos there's no they couldn't find any no known of like way of propulsion or like any tech that they could explain so right that's pretty much it so pretty much it's like most of the stuff we already knew, yeah, which is like you can expect any like Pentagon disclosure to just be like for sure fat, just turd. I think the fact, um, I mean, it was telling the fact that it was nine pages and pretty readable. Like, I think it's clearly for Reddit. They, they, it was for just like because they had to. It's because they're trying to drive, they're trying to drive up recruitment to the Air Force. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, like, I, I'm joking, but like. I don't know. Yeah, nine. What's nine? Something in, not, like yeah. readable for nine. And it's days. all it's unclassified. Like, I mean, like this is like there's well so much more. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was just literally like the only reason it happened was Some because Trump. Well, because shit. Trump, like, you know, like for like for Trump was going to like stop people from getting like COVID relief unless this came out, you know, <laughs> that's like the only was reason that this... a real thing. Well, he was like, he was adamant about including, I mean, there were so many things jam packed into the relief bill, but like, right. this is one of them, but so we have Trump um, to think. Um, yeah, thanks. Thanks yet again. Yet again. Thanks D Trump. Um, um, yeah, I mean, what's that guy doing? What's Trump doing? Yeah. Well, he, uh, he, he's on like some new crackpot, like right wing Twitter alternative. I saw recently. Oh, really? Called. He just signed up. He was doing his shitty, like, sort of dumbass blog thing, his, like, Tumblr. That, but <laughs> I think he stopped because he was mad that, like, I remember reading, like, he was mad not enough people were reading it. So he stopped. Yeah, it lasted, Let like, less than a month. back on Twitter. What the fuck? That's so stupid. We, I, yeah. Anyway. So, Joan, I, you're not convinced is what I'm hearing. 
I mean, honestly, a real part of me does think it's, like, something crazy. And, like, my thinking, though, is it's more likely to be, um, much more likely to be, much more likely to be, um, either interdimensional travelers or time travelers mm -hmm. than it is to be, like, aliens from outer space who, like, travel to physical distance. That right. just seems, like, that's my sort of, that's my take on the matter. But if that has, like, a... 0.05% probability, there's like a 98% probability that it's like some fucked up CIA shit. Right. That it's just designed to like do a first nuclear strike on China or right. something. Because like I've said in past episodes, like we spend an ungodly amount of money on military tech like way, 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 way more than the next five countries combined, as everyone knows. And I'm like, okay, so like let's put two and two together here. Um... And the fact that the Pentagon is just, like, coyly trotting this out, like, oh, okay, guys, like, are you sitting down? We have something crazy to tell you. Right. It's just, like, you would never be doing that on if on your own terms. If it was, like, there was no reason they would just do, like, this isn't a FOIA request. This isn't, like, some big public uh, groundswell to be, it's like, tell us what's a, happening. It's sort the, of a FOIA request, like, in a different way. I mean, it is essentially it serves the same purpose as a FOIA request. But, I mean, I think one thing that was interesting to dig through, the fact that they did specifically say that it wasn't foreign adversary tech is interesting if only for like there was some speculation that like the reason why this was getting play was because they were trying to drum up like the idea that like there's like oh like these other countries what do they have blah blah so it was like interesting that they no, officially came out and play, said though. I, mean, I mean they're not they obviously can't say like yeah this is a foreign adversary they could leave they, it ambiguous though you know this is true i guess but i i still think it's like I still think it serves the same purpose of like sort of manufacturing consent for military buildup by saying like there are these like insane like unspoken unknowable aerial phenomenon that we right. don't know. They're, like people like that still creates to that still adds to the general climate of unease and insecurity that I feel like subtly manufactures consent for like our insane military. Yeah. You know what I mean? Without no, I do know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I take the point, um, and you're probably right. I'm still holding on to any possibility. But um, also, I think like, this, maybe like, it is real because the uh, the tech itself is insane. Like, right? If we can, if we actually did figure out how to make fucking tic tacs that can just like zip around through the air at like light speed on a dime and just like stop and turn on a dime with no propulsion, then like, what the fuck? Like, right. How would we not have solved, like, the fossil fuel question at this point? Although, granted, like, those are all really economic interests more than, like, a technological limit. Um, but still, like, it is mind-boggling. Like, it does seem, like, contrary to the laws of physics, what has been described. So, yeah, maybe it is some, some Goo Goo Gaga shit. Well, we will, as always, keep an eye on, um, on this and keeps you up to date listeners yes, with all the speculation we will check under the bed for monsters and we will look <laughs> in the closet for aliens before you go to sleep dear listener trust us we do not sleep until we've gotten all the requisite sure information all, of our, all, all 13 of our listeners are safe <laughs> um, <laughs> now that being said um we alluded to this earlier in the podcast but um you know i was i was like kind of jokingly kind of not calling new yorkers a bunch of bitches for complaining about the heat wave but um on the other side of the United States, there's some people that are real hot. Yes, New Yorkers are extremely hot. Sorry, I'm eating. Um, 
yeah, Jonah's barely... doing the most New York thing possible right now. <laughs> it's like 10.30, and he's like eating I'm some, sh- some shitty Chinese food. No, like, this fucking... is Thai food. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, it's okay. All right, fine. Um, I owe Mac money, so I had to agree to do this, um, to insert this story, which I didn't even want to talk about, because New Yorkers are obviously struggling the most, and soldiering on uh, in a most per- persevering and brave way but yeah people in portland are like crying and shitting their diapers because it's 125 degrees oh, oh okay <laughs> oh it's 130 <laughs> degrees outside oh, oh, oh you're, you're get over your it. roads are warping because yeah. it's so hot oh. oh your foot's melting through the asphalt up to your knee boo it was 90 today in new york anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what's going on mac it's very hot in the pacific northwest yeah i mean I, yeah if anyone's watching the news i mean it's just like what the people are saying it's like a one in one thousand year event happening right now what i mean there's there's like way people those things never really make so much sense to me but like but it's really fucking hot is basically is like the, the bottom line and like it's not supposed to be that hot in the pacific northwest at all no, no um sir. so um definitely not because of like climate change <laughs> oh, yeah. that is the one thing we've ruled out yeah thankfully mac did you hold on did you drink that i drank it yeah okay good i got mac a nice fancy drink and i was worried he just let it sort of no i, I, I enjoyed it very right, much good. Um, anyway yeah um but in all seriousness though like yeah i mean yeah, this is you you're <laughs> you like what what do you what do you think about this well, you've been honestly, you've been on the like you've been much more in tune with like all the different climate stuff and like you know if you're listening to the future is out why are we talking about this it's incredibly important because like this is sort of the future we're living in whether we like it or not i mean like i mean climate change is one of the best examples of the sort of like premise that i've been like inexpertly trying to articulate oftentimes in the beginning of the show which is that like the future as it's like commonly understood if you're like someone in our general age cohort is like not a future it's a now it's 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 literally we are living in it right but that's like never something that it will, it will actually land you know what i mean it's the same thing with people who think like oh there's going to be an apocalypse it's like no the apocalypse is like it's just it's happening right now like right there's no like moment where they're like guys the apocalypse is starting like ah it's like no it's just like it's like california's burning yeah it's like (laughs) shit is insanely apocalyptic and like we're sort of already in the in the middle of it that doesn't mean that we're doomed or that like there's no hope i think there's a lot of hope um to be found i'm i'm skeptical but like yeah but that's where we differ on this i think we're kind of not a lot but there's some um so i'm not saying i'm not like doomer or whatever blackpilled and uh, about this shit but like the, the premise of the show, and, like, I think this is a great example, is, like, we are in, like, the movie. Like, we're living in the movie of, like, what happens when shit gets really bad. Yeah. And, like, this is a great example of that. And, yeah, I mean, the climate change shit is, like, insanely apocalyptic. I mean, like, I, it, and very, very depressing. Like, I, I basically cannot even think about it. I basically stopped reading any climate change news. Like, um, despite what you said, that <laughs> I was very plugged in. I mean, I do read it. I get the top line because I feel like I need to, but... It's too. It's really brutal, and it's like beyond really any one person's ability to to do anything. Like, right. Yeah. Okay. Go vegetarian. Like fucking stop uh, getting a plastic bag. Or like, that's good. You should do that in some sense. But like, you're, it's it's not moving the needle even yeah. slightly. Even if you got your entire fucking town to do it. Well, that's where I'm like. Needle. Yeah. I it's mean, an like algorithm at this point. Yeah. It's like drive. That's the thing that's insane. I, like, is that like, it's like who's driving the fucking car that's 
plowing into the wall and then you go up and you bash into the cockpit and like no one's driving it it's right. just like on autopilot and yeah. no one knows how to stop it like that's the insane thing i mean all this stuff like especially with climate change especially like it i kind of like like the whole recycling and like not eating meat and stuff it's so like starbucks for example like if they just remove straws and only have like sippy cup type of things them doing that will do more than like fucking if all of our friends like completely change their lives to like be more green you know what i mean it's like all it's like the scale we're operating at is like the the what moves the needle is like these giant companies making incremental change you know what i mean like it's such a huge like not even though i mean it does but it doesn't because like companies voluntarily doing like might minor adjustments to their business practice is like nowhere close to what is Required, I'm, like, right i'm just saying in I mean? comparison in comparison yeah. to like someone like sorting out their fucking plastic yeah, bottles like it's like zero like, percent you're right if that's zero percent then like the starbucks thing is five percent and right. like yeah what's needed is like a hundred percent like they're like unilateral and like immediate outlawing of fossil fuel like if you're engaged in the extraction processing um like uh distribution or consumption of any fossil fuel you'll be killed on site like that's like a measure that would be like not i mean obviously that's probably not feasible but like, <laughs> like you say probably not probably feasible. hey never say never but like that's like something that would like honestly not True be too extreme if you were just a computer and you're like how do we how do we avert the worst case scenario yeah computer style you'd be like yeah that's not like that wouldn't necessarily i mean that wouldn't be overkill um, obviously that's not good or it wouldn't work, but like, that's where we're like, I feel like from everything I've read and I have, you know, I have read a lot about this in my dark nights of the soul about climate change. Like that's like what's required. And like, yeah. yeah fucking Starbucks being like, yo, we're doing a, we're doing a, we're doing paper, paper straws on Thursdays, guys. Right. Let's go. It's like, yeah. okay, yeah, that's jack shit. Whatever you're doing in your fucking picking through your trash for recycling is Again, commendable, and everyone should do stuff like that. It's meaningless, though. But it's like, meaningless, in, meaningless. That, in that, by that metric, in that rubric, it's meaningless. It's not meaningless in total, because I think it's indicative of, like, this notion that we need to build, which is, like, solidarity between all peoples, and, like, yeah. knowing that, like, this isn't really for any my good, but it's for the good of my fellow man. I think everyone needs to be getting more of that mindset into their brains if yeah have any I, hope. F- but, fair yeah. enough i think in terms of like the actual problem at hand which climate change is meaningless it's but meaningless, yeah. but like yeah i mean to, something you were saying before i thought it was interesting is like living we're living through the apocalypse now it so this is a bit of a side from climate change but i noticed this like so during covid which is like the worst like disaster really of like the last like hundred years on a global st- stage and we're still living through it but, like, the irony, well, not irony, but, like, the weirdness of it is that, like, even in New York, like, at the time where there was, like, a thousand people dying a day almost, that was happening. But then still, at the same time, like, you would have chicks or, like, dudes on t- on TikTok, like, making funny videos and shit. It's, like, there's, like... It's, Hyper-normalization. We're, 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 like, as... F- we're in the most fucked up thing, but then it you could also just, like, pretend it doesn't exist if you wanted to, which is, like, maybe, like you know like in the in the um in the walking dead scenario like maybe people are just like on their phones while there's zombies outside you know no, it's like literally, <laughs> no, literally like if zombies happened like it would be metabolized in the same way like right. what what at what point 
why is there any reason to believe that there's like a threshold at which people would be like, oh, it's serious? Right. Like, I mean, COVID no. proved that. Right. It's COVID, like, like, yeah. people, there's bodies in the street. There's like millions of people dying a day worldwide. Um, at least at some point, they're like, "I'm gonna go on Xbox." Yeah, and I'm like, "I'm just That's gonna jack off and game That's and what chill." I, did. I mean, yeah, like, everyone's I like, gonna I do that. Deal and like this, and I think there's a thing. There's like a real thing with like a, a, a sort of yearning, like people sort of subconsciously actually really crave and like genuinely desire, like an apocalyptic confrontation, like sure. an end point where they're like, "Sure, today's the day." Like it's because then it's like it's over. It's like right. when you're waiting to go under the knife in surgery. It's just like. What's worse, like getting the surgery or like getting the fucking dental procedure that sucks and is painful? Like, if you were faced with the following, like, you either get to get a horrible, painful dental procedure done, but then it's done, or you just get to wait in the waiting room forever. Right. I think almost everyone would be like, give me the, f- put me under the fucking knife, just like rip my teeth out. Right. Because I can't stand like anticipating it. And that's how people are with like apocalypse. But the right. fucked up thing is like, we're never going to have an apocalypse. Like, we're living in it now. There will never be the TikTok. The hype houses will continue to exist <laughs> until like the oceans are literally boiling yeah. and there's like blood raining from the sky. Unless and people we, will still be doing like the ah yeah. Yancey and shit. Yeah. Unless we nuke ourselves, then then that'll be game over. That's but. true, but even then, no. Yeah, you're right. Nukes are maybe the one thing. Um, that's why. Uh, well, never mind. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's fucked up. So yeah, and I don't want to be too doomer on it because I think like any like I think the system that we have in place that. Is make is essentially just like put a cinder block on the fucking accelerator of 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 climate change is like itself extremely unstable and like making itself increasingly more fragile. Capitalism is what I'm talking about, um, and it's I don't know. I, we're not guaranteed to win a W on this one, but I do think like shit's getting much dicier than it looked in the '90s, for instance, for like stuff to just be very different. Um, for better or for worse, but like at least there's an opportunity for stuff to be different. Like, and COVID, I think, is another good indicator of how like oh everything is not set in stone, for right. better or for worse. But that means if it's for better or for worse, it could be for better. I don't know. That's yeah. what I tell myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that pondering, should we take a break? <laughs> yeah, let's take a break. All right, talk to you in a sec. Yeah, Dalton, he's our he's our man. You can find his music at Espresso Tempo on uh, YouTube and, and Spotify. Um, anyway, so um, 
Yeah, what are we talking about now? The big, the, this is sort of the, uh, this is the main course. Um, we've been doing tapas, and now it's time to eat a big, <laughs> big old fucking Branzino. Um, it's an Airbnb is the thing, is the sort of, uh, yeah, that's our, uh, that's our flank, our hanger steak for tonight. Mm. Um, Airbnb has sort of been up to no good, um, basically since its inception. Essentially, Airbnb is like a sort of dark entity that like spawned from the forehead of uh moloch um (laughs) if you consider the ways in which as was recently enumerated in a what was the article in bloomberg 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 business week bloomberg business week article detailing the ways in which um airbnb has abetted more uh rape murder and uh pedophilia than uh Jeffrey Epstein himself, folks. Um, yeah, probably true in some sense. I mean, it's probably um, literally true, but I mean, yeah. it has to be literally true by the numbers, unless Jeffrey was doing crazy numbers that we didn't even know about. Yeah. But um, what am I talking about? Do you want to give a quick rundown? Yeah, I mean, so to to, <laughs> to, to like set the scene. cool the temperature a little bit, but not <laughs> too much. The, basically, no. the article is about, I think it's called like the, the dark secrets of um, like the nightmares at Airbnb. And it goes in, it's like a sort of a profile, which is an interesting way of doing it. It's a profile of their public safety team. Yeah. And quickly, um, it's called Airbnb is spending millions of dollars to make nightmares go away. I thought your title was, was better. Right. Back. Yeah. Well, um, I'll, and that I'll, was I'll email them. Bloomberg by Olivia Carville. Um, Definitely recommend. Uh, published just last week or the week before. Yeah. I recommend reading it if you guys are interested. Yeah. But yeah, essentially it's like a profile of, of Airbnb's public safety team, which their whole thing is like. You've probably, if you ever use Airbnb, maybe you've dealt with them because if there's ever like an issue with like a host not doing something or like damaged property or something like that, that's who you report it to. Um, and they get like tons of claims for tons, tons of shit. And so they'll rebate money or whatever. Um, but kind of the hidden part of this and what this article goes into is that um, Airbnb is so large that like there's, you know, people going and staying at other people's houses there's some fuck shit that happens um (laughs) and they spare no detail of going into those fuck detail the fuck things that happen and you know spoiler alert lots of rape lots of murder lots of destruction and basically this article goes into how um essentially airbnb is given like a blank check to this team to make those problems go away Um, yeah yeah so yeah they essentially like airbnb retains like an entire department that are essentially like fixers and, and like black bag men to just like sort of swoop in when like inevitably horrible things happen. Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think like you're saying, like it speaks to the scale of the problem and how like sort of like cold bloodedly aware and okay with it. Airbnb is, um, and how integral it is to their business model because this has been happening since Airbnb's inception. Um, but basically, yes, like you said, this team, they essentially, they have carte blanche, literally, like they have an unlimited amount of money to just cut checks to people, um, when like something horrible happens to them in an Airbnb. So that includes paying for like their family members to fly across the country or across the globe to like, you know, come assist them paying for any and all medical expenses, paying for counseling, paying for like you know, STD testing after they've had been sexually assaulted, all of this stuff. They just have carte yeah. blanche to do this. And a lot of these dudes are like, or people in general are, you know, ex-military, cops, this type of thing. 
Um, and their whole job is to just like, yeah, essentially like they're like the wolf in pup. Pulp right. Fiction. For sure. They just come in, get a black coffee with lots of cream, lots of sugar <laughs> and like scrub the brain bits out of the fucking backseat of whatever goddamn horrible, uh, Airbnb. Someone just had a life altering experience. Yeah. <laughs> do, um, do you want to like for the reader or for the listeners, maybe to get a sense of what this whole thing goes into, do you want to briefly go through that opening scene and kind of like how that all played yeah. out? Um, just so there's, there's many scenes like this, but this one is like, um, interesting for a lot of reasons. Yeah. So like this story, which again, I really recommend you read, it was genuinely draw dropping to me too. And like, as someone who's like very hardened and cynical to like all the horrible stuff you read about on the internet, like I actually was like, <laughs> I actually was like aghast at a uh, at some of the stuff, some of the details in this piece. Um, among, <laughs> among them, I mean, sorry, there's some there's some hijinks happening, but uh, it's it's genuinely a nightmare. This happened in New York City in 2015. Um, Basically, there was, like, a popular Airbnb that was, like, a, a steady Airbnb that was someone was renting out, um, like, as a matter of course. Which, I think it should also be said, like, I think the majority of Airbnbs are not, like, oh, I'm going away for the weekend. I'll, like, maybe I'll Airbnb my place. It's, like, people with, like, it's essentially, like, quasi-landlords who are running, like, who have, like, multiple properties um, that they're airbnb out constantly. Yeah. Um, which is important because it shows the way in which airbnb is essentially creating like a parallel hotel industry that just has none of the regulations and employs yeah. no staff right um and so it's just worse in every way like for sort of society and everyone yeah i'll let you continue but aside like in new york specifically they actually have like some of the new york city has some of the strictest laws yeah prohibiting long-term airbnbs but um somehow short term like, you mean like it's actually the thing is short-term rentals because like that's how they clamp down on it like if you want to do a long-term thing fine that's like more in the notion of like subletting an apartment or having it right but like if you were just want to like a short-term rental is the thing that's illegal because a short-term rental is like i'm here for the weekend okay um, and that's how they target like yeah airbnb and like hotel alternative uh services anyway sorry but go ahead that that, that was it okay fucking got you dude um (laughs) yeah it's a big thing and yeah it's like a airbnb is like effectively illegal in new york or or in large part um but a lot of it is rather this incident that i'm about to recount and that sort of serves as like the the crux of this story or rather the opening gambit it was really a nightmare basically a tourist was at an airbnb in what on west 37th street in midtown was here for New York or New Year's Eve 2015 mm-hmm. with a bunch of her friends, went to a bar, came home. The keys for the apartment were like left at the bodega on the corner. That was like the way the keys were given to the, to the guests. Mm-hmm. Basically she walks into the apartment. Um, there was a guy in there already waiting to just for someone to come home and he raped her at knife point. Um, and then like a fuck, like a fucking just decrepit and like, satanic idiot that he was showed up later back to the scene of the crime and was arrested um but no one knew about this this was in 2015 it was not reported on there was this there was bo peep was sort of said or made of this until like basically this month when this piece came out airbnb was never mentioned in the the police report they weren't correct that's a good point they that's a critical point in fact because they were yeah they were not mentioned and the fact that like this was essentially a function of this, this like lax 
unregulated hotel um, model that some random because presumably at a hotel some random fucking street rapist isn't just going to be able to like let himself into your room with a fucking key that he got from the bodega somehow well it's technically Um, like on their terms of service for airbnb you like they by agreeing to use airbnb like you assume you like you sign an agreement that says that you won't hold airbnb liable for like the shit that yeah and one of the reasons this became a bit of an interesting wrinkle and like a flashpoint well a they paid this woman seven million dollars um to not talk about this um and essentially and not try to in any way indicate that airbnb was at fault in her rape um but the reason this had like some that they had to settle this big, and the reason this became like a sort of a a, um, a major thing for Airbnb was that she was not she did not sign the terms of service because she was just staying at an Airbnb that was right. rented by her friend. Right. So she was sort of in a weird way fell through like a loophole in their own self sort of self preservation mechanism. Um, but it's it's really horrific and like genuinely bone chilling. Um, this what happened to this woman um, and it's basically just par not I mean not par for the course because the overwhelming majority of people who use Airbnbs obviously are not victims of, vi- of violent crimes but as this article goes on to sort of detail there's like a, a kind of astonishing amount of crime that notwithstanding that happens to Airbnb guests and hosts right. um, in like a fucking constellation of ways that is right. like really you have to imagine would not be happening if it weren't for this like like i said like quasi hotel industry that is just completely unregulated that's just sprang up alongside um you know the the existing sort of hospitality infrastructure basically because silicon valley like needs to make money right and there's also i think part of it too is that it's probably not like it's not a super common thing, but we also have no way of knowing how common <laughs> true, it is yeah, because true, yeah. all of these terms of service agreements, you agree to not hold Airbnb at fault. And so the only way that we know about this is through reporting like this really. Um, so we don't really know like what the whole, what the scale of it is, you know? Yeah, we don't because then, like you said, like a crime happens, you don't, it's not really immediately aware or, um, Nick, you know, you can look. You can look at crime statistics, say, but you, it's very difficult to know whether a crime happened in a fucking Airbnb or not. Right. So it is a bit of a. It's a bit of a, like a soupy uh, question. Um, in a way that, like, to what you were saying, like in a hotel or a motel, it's way more clear, right? Like hotels and motels, like one. There's like you're not in someone's home, so it's a lot more like there's a lot more ways that that encounter would stop. Like you have to go through the front desk, you have to go through all these other things, yeah. and also like hotels are held like accountable to like a lot of this these type of things, right? In yeah. ways that Airbnb, Airbnb isn't. just is not like if there was like a chain of hotels in which there had been like hundreds of rapes and murders over the past. 10 years that people probably wouldn't go there well that's the thing um, right because like the stereotype of like this the highway the side of the highway motel that's like a bunch of prostitutes and like you get killed there <laughs> that has that stereotype that you don't go to the motel six with the lights out because of that stereotype but if that were that same sort of worry existed around airbnb nobody would ever fucking use airbnb you no, know what and I mean? like like um and this was like something interesting that she points out in this article um 
that is like it, it is sort of it's a way in which airbnb is somewhat unique i'll read the quote um from her piece quote from the outset airbnb has encouraged strangers to connect online exchange money and then meet in real life often sleeping under the same roof it's somewhere between a tech platform and a hotel operator unable to disavow responsibility for ensuring its users are safe as some tech companies might or to provide security guards and other on-site staff as a hotel would end quote so yeah it's like because it's like one of these weird tech companies that is like deals exclusively in like physical space right. and actual people meeting face to face. Right. So like Facebook can be like, Oh, someone incited a genocide on our platform. Like we didn't know. Oh, it's like, that's uh, you know, we're just like providing the medium, you know right. what I mean? It's like not right. up to us that people play nice in our playground, but it's like, no, you're literally like putting people in a room together. Yeah. You can't just be like, friends. I'm a platform when yeah, you're that's hosting just, the, the room you know yeah. and like they go into a lot of other things in this article and like in a way yeah it's true it's like if you just have like people get fucking killed in hotels too it's not like right. that doesn't happen but like um there's more of like these sort of institutional safety mechanisms that we expect um and that like you kind of know what you're getting yourself into um more than in airbnbs i mean they talk about several Several cases of, like, yeah, there was a horrible one of, like, this is, like, nice, nice family. This, like, a, a, a fucking, um, uh, damn it. I, my, I, the word I'm looking for, the word I was looking for was retired, but my brain could only come up with the word divorced. <laughs> um, I don't know what you want to make of that. Um, this nice retired and not divorced couple went to Mexico to, like, celebrate their, like, oh, we retired, ah, and then on the first night in their Airbnb, they died from carbon monoxide poisoning Jesus. overnight. Yeah. Which is just, like, and then, like, their fucking poor, like, adult son was, like, Airbnb, please, like, stop, like, help, help make this not happen again, and, of course, like, you know, no. They just um, threw some money at it, probably. Well, yeah, because, like and they did, and, like, but that's the thing, it's, like, it's so funny, like, and, and, and this is where it's, like, these are struck, but it's like, yeah, cow houses have carbon monoxide leaks sometimes. Like, and it's like, I don't know how you would in the case of like, Airbnb is basically not feasible if you try to solve this problem. Right. Because you cannot like life proof every random ass motherfucker. Also, bearing in mind that Airbnb operates in 192 countries. Yeah. I mean, it's so it's just like they just have to. They're way out beyond their skis. You know what I mean? <laughs> way it's over like, their it's skis. Like, yeah. It's. But uh, so that you're right. Like for sure, there's some things that are just like, I think the carbon monoxide thing. Like, how could you really, really prevent for that? But at the well, same time, well, you wouldn't have like, I mean, in a hotel, you presumably would not right, have like a carbon monoxide more, leaf killing right. someone overnight because it's like, their whole business is making sure that shit does not happen. Whereas, They're in like, more control too because yeah. it's their property. But even with that said, like, so the top case that we talked about with the lady in New York, right? That could have easily been solved if they had a policy that was more like if they the because the the thing was that whoever had that key got the key because the key was at the bodega, right? And like the the, the dude the bodega owner his job is not to vet like who's getting right. the key. It's so, so it's like yeah. anyone gets Janky it, and they could have changed that and they didn't. And this is definitely a big factor why that person got raped. That was like almost five years ago. To this day, they don't they haven't changed that policy. No, because it doesn't right? it would not work without that thing. Yeah, it's like 
it's that's a load bearing structure of the entire arrangement. It's like well, you well for that case, like there are like they mentioned this at the end of the article. It's like yeah. you could just have a keypad. Like there are some right, things you could do, right? You could, but, but well, okay, so then you would say mandating every host like get their door replaced to yes. have a keypad entry. Yeah, that's like acting like a hotel. You mandate a certain level of like right, but of this is uniform like standard. Precisely, you could thing. do that, but this is but my point is that and uh, yeah, like you're saying as well. I think like. Airbnb would just cease to exist because right. it's essentially saying like turn itself into a hotel operator, exactly. which is precisely what it is not, and that's why it, that's what its value add is. Well, you one can't tell say, people like rip your door out. Yeah. Everyone who wants to host an Airbnb, rip your door out and put in a keypad. They'd be like, no, I just won't do one that. One could say it is that, but they have a vested interest in making sure that it doesn't look like that, right? They want it well, to yeah. look like it's not a hotel. They really well, want it to. Well, look they want like it to. Like, they're essentially running like a fucking flop house. Like they're doing. <laughs> No, yeah, they're doing like a flea bag motel thing, um, dressed right. up as like yeah, the exact opposite, and they're just trying to. I mean, their whole thing, and this is Silicon Valley down up backwards and forwards. It's just like this is Uber. Like you fucking do something that already exists, like a parasite. You just like latch onto an existing industry that is already functioning perfectly well, and you just recreate it in a way that is lower overhead and cheaper because you're not passing. You're not having to adhere to any of the regulations that were put in place to like protect people. Right. Um, and then you pass the savings along to customers to a small degree and then pocket the rest. I mean, that's like what it is. That's the whole model and it's fucking demonic. <laughs> and like there's, yeah, this whole article goes into so much shit. I mean, unspeakable numbers of sexual assaults and rapes and, yeah. and even and property damage. And obviously like, you know, going down to the less important thing. Um, yeah, I mean, we these are, like, the most extreme cases, but even, like, you know, on another level, it's, like, on a regular basis, right, there's people who just, like, burn shit and, like, destroy people's, like, property and stuff, and, like, I guess that, like, that's, like, the stereotype of the hotel, of, like, people trash the hotel, too, but I don't know, it's just, like, it's hard, like, the, I was thinking about what you said earlier about how, and it is a case that, like, a lot of these Airbnbs are, like, people will buy property to just use it as an Airbnb, yeah. And it like once you start like like Airbnb when it first started and was like people like just using their own like homes, it's grown into something much different than that where it's like you can make a lot of money for yourself if you buy a home and use it just to be an Airbnb. Like th- this is a profitable yeah. thing and that I you think can that's do. Like right? The overwhelming majority of Airbnb listings are belong to people who use this they're like professional that's their whole job i don't yeah i don't know i mean from a from a a personal experience like a lot of the ones i've been in are not that like people live there and shit yeah but that's the point like yeah i mean i'd be curious like what the actual breakdown is i mean i'm sure they don't post that but like publicize that but they'd be curious um because there's a shitload of people who just like have like in their rooms and stuff. They do, like, but I, I like, but also like, dude, like for instance, like it's 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 such a clear money making opportunity. I mean, I remember like reading how like Reykjavik in Iceland had uh-huh. like a preposterous amount of their housing stock was just like, um, like Airbnb host. Um. Anyway, like yeah, and, and it's really. It's sort of beside the point, but I mean, I guess as far as this article goes, but um, 
the, the larger point that I think that the, they don't touch on because it's not the scope of the article, but that is important, is that like the general effect of Airbnb is a catastrophic for the hotel industry, which is employs tons of people, right? Um, and provides like you know safe, regulated, um, hospitality service to people, um, while also paying people according to like an industry standard, you know, labor practices, all the rest, um. And so it like is essentially like gutting an entire important industry in a lot of major cities in particular, while at the same time endangering everyone involved from hosts to fucking guests and having like a absolutely withering effect on our already like extremely overstressed housing stock because people are buying like um like several units or like leasing apartments, renting apartments and then flipping essentially becoming little mini landlords right. um, to use them for Airbnb. So it's just like cancerous, like up, up and fucking down. Yeah. Um, and as this article like puts into sort of black and white and like horrifying bloody detail. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, it is like from a personal level, like I'm thinking of like the bit of traveling I did the last couple of years and all that being said, I definitely still use Airbnb more than I've done hotels because like yeah, at least same. at least on like a personal experience it's just a lot better like for me right like where it's not, um, yeah it's nice it's just, if it works yeah when they're when they're good ones and like when it's verified like it can work I I I think like I mean maybe we're on different no, pages but it's where like, like I'm not like I'm not necessarily like I think you should end Airbnb but I think there's like this article goes into a lot of the things of how like it's kind of like how the debate over about whether Facebook, they say they're not like a media company. And so they try to get away with a lot of like things by not like sort of taking responsibility with Airbnb. Airbnb can exist, but I think they need to like acknowledge that they're much more, they're much closer to a hotel than they are a tech company, a software company. And like with that comes the requisite responsibility that that entails, you know? Yeah. Um, no, I totally agree. I mean, but that's just like, that's just like saying like, you know, it's, it's, it's like we were talking about earlier with capitalism. It's like, it's not a question of like, oh, do better. It's, it's impossible. It's, it's algorithmic. Like, and like, you know, that's the whole Silicon Valley ethos ethos is, and this is mentioned in the, in this article by, she says exactly this, like the grow or die right sort of thing. And it's just like, there will never be like, these things cannot exist unless they're like acting in the most rapacious way possible um, to sort of expand and grow and like serve their own interests. So, and I think that's the whole Silicon Valley model. And you, and it's like, I don't think it's a fucking um, coincidence that you see it across like every sector that they operate in, that it's essentially um, always like putting the well being and safety and security and compensation of like the individuals who use it at, at, at an absolute like last resort or rather last priority and then essentially following the same model of like giving someone a slightly cheaper alternative to an existing thing right and then just like yeah and and like a more flexy like sexy alternative um that is attractive to people of course because it is like i i everyone listening to this has probably stayed in airbnb it's like it's great to stay in airbnb yeah but like you know, it's also great to like fucking, you know, I don't know, like D 
do something in a, in in a in a sort of unique or one time sense as an individual, and then it's you its effect on society or you know any right. one aspect of society is really really bad. And I don't see how you could like I don't see how any of this stuff gets reformed in the same way that like Facebook is not really reformable. You know what I mean? And right. as, as has been shown time and time again. Yeah, I mean, I think. Yeah, I mean, with that's a fair point. I think I do. I'm a bit more, I guess, on the side where I think the whole like grand capitalism problem, notwithstanding, I think within that there's still things that could be done to make Airbnb less of a fucking shit show. Um, and th- I think the alternative, right, was that like hotel, the hotel industry was not like <laughs> great <laughs> before either. So I don't necessarily think that's like that's like the 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 shining beacon is like you know the like all the shit that went bad at hotels too i mean but yeah i mean yeah like bad stuff happens at hotels but i i think and like they don't really do this type of comparative analysis in the piece and because i think it's probably difficult to do right but i i i I get the sense that and i'd be willing to wager that like you take like you know you track a hundred randomly selected airbnbs over a course of like five years and a hundred randomly selected, you know, hotels or hotel rooms. And yeah. I have a sense that, you know, you look at several key metrics like crimes committed therein right. and wages paid out to people who like, and are supported by, and I see a much like, you know, I see very disparate numbers in my, That's it fair. would be my prognosis. Yeah. I mean, and on the other side though, there's meanwhile, like- there's, they're fucking sloshing around again. This is a quick quote. Airbnb spend an average of fifty million annually on payouts to hosts yeah. and guests, including on legal settlements and damages to homes. Well, we yeah, so they're just like sloshing this money around to cover up their fucking shitty business practices. Right. Well, we it's talked like about this off not mic, good, but for it's like any, anyone. But with you know, like if you're like the Four Seasons or like La Quinta, like whatever money you're bringing in, like a lot of that is going towards like building your buildings and like making all like paying the workers and all this type of stuff. But like. Airbnb, meanwhile, they're just a facilitator. Yeah, so and they're sitting on all this cash. Are worth ten billion dollars. Yeah, I mean they've like that's the fucking like I'm like I think they sauce. they probably just have like a few thousand employees, right? And so it's right. like most of that revenue that they're getting and they're publicly traded now is like they can it allows them to spend as much as they need to on like these problems of like essentially they're P, like they're not yeah. PR problems. They're like people are really getting fucked over, but to them so it is a PR, PR problem. problem. Yeah. Um, but I guess like the one thing I was gonna say, and this is not really. I don't know, just like not going to bad for Airbnb, but just as a concept of how things change, right? I think like one thing that is different now than I think before Airbnb or any other alternative existed is that like I think, and this is, I think this is supported, is that more people are traveling than they did before and more people are doing things because like it is like just prohibitively expensive to go to a lot of hotels. Right. And like, you can get like what you can afford to do and like staying in a person. How much of that is a function of their need to commit to compete with like this new model. That's, that's fair. But what I'm saying is like you, like there's like people, people are having like being able to go and take like a weekend away in like, I don't know, like in Pittsburgh or something that maybe they wouldn't have had the money to be able to do that before because now there's a platform that allows them to like stay in someone's like side guest room or something. You know what I mean? That's like, and like that's opened a lot of like, especially to people who have less money, like a lot of possibilities to enjoy like the fruits of life that they didn't get to enjoy before, you know? Yeah. I think 
people like poor people have always gone on vacations like you know what i mean it's like to the extent that any you have any possibility to like like it's never been like you can always take a fucking trip to the beach you can always stay at a motel six you can stay like fucking uncle crackers yeah like flea bag fucking flop house but people you know don't want to do that with their like well if you're paying shit, fucking you know? fifteen dollars like, a night you're also probably staying in a proper crack den via airbnb and there's a lot of gross ones out there. Like, yeah, for you're sure. You're not gonna stay in like a fucking wood paneled luxury loft every time. So, and yeah, you're right. Like, there, I think Airbnb does pass on some savings to you know your renter, your average renter, right, or whoever's using the service. But like, the costs of those savings are felt elsewhere. Sure. And like, point of this article which i think is well made and like not to be ignored like yeah horrible things happen to people every day in a sense that's just life but like it is like creating a whole new space for this that is sort of unique and right doesn't have to exist i have to imagine in an alternative universe where airbnb never existed like there's a lot of people who did not have horrible things happen to them right it's as it would seem um from this piece and yeah, I mean, and this it's like it's the same thing as like is Uber better? Like a lot of people who couldn't get across town, it's like, or did it now because of Uber? Like, does yeah. that make it worth it? I don't know. I think yeah, not, right. Probably. I mean, like yeah, especially like in places on like New York, right? Like in like other towns and shit where people like would have driven drunk or something, right? That's like, true. You I know, mean, yeah, shit, no, all these like little things. You no know? one's to say. No one's to say that they. It's like there's nothing good about it. They don't offer any positive thing. Like it's right. true, but I guess it's always a function of the cost. Like. Right. You know what I mean? Like I could, I could offer you a lot of cool shit I could do for you right now. Like, you know what I mean? Like I could crack your back. I could fucking <laughs> give you a tattoo. I could, you know, build a bunk bed for you, but it's like, how much is it going to cost? And how horribly am I going to do the job? And will I kill you in the process? Yeah. Um, I probably would kill you in the process of all three of those tasks. Right. Um, so without a guarantee that that's not going to happen, like I'd rather just call the back cracking people and the tattoo people and the bunk bed people and have them do it proper for a little more money i mean that's just my my pov <laughs> yeah i mean that's fair and i guess like to tie bone it like why like like why are we even talking about this to begin with and i think like i mean the airbnb case like many tangentially related to a lot of the other things we've talked to like airbnb if they had their way like they're you know move fast and break things and disrupt the industry like they want to see a future where like there aren't hotels right because hotels yeah. are inefficient and outdated and so 19 20th century right yeah yeah um and you know but is that the future you know if 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 you even if let's say like in the future there are no hotels and like you live a you never have a bad experience in airbnb but you know that there's like piles of these bloomberg stories like just like underneath there that you never hear about like is that worth it you know is that future like worth it and i don't know well i would say it's not worth it at all i mean a because I don't want to fucking live in. I like going. Have you stayed at? Staying at a hotel is nice. Last time I stayed at a hotel was nice, but it was expensive. Right. <laughs> but also, like the flip side of that is like instead of there being a dedicated sort of structure, phys- buildings and people who work there who have jobs and get to work there, it's just like you have to let some asshole sleep on your fucking couch every now and again. Yeah. So, like you know what I mean? It's just like that's the other side of it. It's like, you know all of a sudden like we're all everyone's renting their own fucking houses out to everyone else like right i thought the whole point of like this the sort of capitalist dream is that like you get your own castle yeah well that's the weird thing about it right like i like I, my fa- now, i'm like driving people around in my personal car and i'm letting them sleep in my fucking house yeah. and like for money like what 
It is very weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's very so weird. weird. It's like I mean, like my so, so my family has like we had a place I grew up with um, that was like our family place to go, and like we were gonna sell it because we couldn't afford it anymore. But then, like, instead of selling it, decided to turn it into an Airbnb. And, like, uh-huh. we still use it because of that, right? Like, we still ha- like fi- we still get to have family events there. And then we still well, get to go cool. and do things. I mean, Otherwise, it, like, we wouldn't do you, it. I guess, you know. But, but like- I, I know, all to be said, <laughs> though, is that, like, me, like, me personally imagining, like, renting out my apartment, like, my where I sleep and, like, don't have a maid and shit. Like, no. Fuck that. It's yeah, my, but it's a mine. lot of people do. In the <laughs> same like, way that no. a lot of people drive Uber. Yeah. Well um, and a lot more people, yeah, just like have their have like a bunch of spots. Um that they just are turning over like fucking hot sheet motels and like right. you know, in the in the red light district. Um so yeah, a lot of problems with this system. We'll see how it shakes out. Um I am staying in an Airbnb in August uh, for my mom's <laughs> birthday on the Jersey shore. So we'll we'll uh but I'm gonna be laying awake every night with a loaded revolver nice. uh, crossed across my chest get that waiting. get that key situation sorted out yeah i'm gonna stick a fucking chair under the doorknob <laughs> um yeah all right what do you say mac i think uh that's about all there is to say on close that. the book on this chapter of the future is out mm-hmm. um and see you guys next time